acquired unilateral or bilateral blindness, systemic conditions. Malignant catarrhal fever. Etiology. Malignant catarrhal fever, or MCF, is a fatal lymphoproliferative disease of cattle and other ungulates caused by the ruminant Y herpes virus, acephaline herpes virus 1, or ALHV1, found naturally within wildebeest populations, and ovine herpes virus 2, or OVHV2, found naturally in sheep populations. The virus causes subclinical infections in reservoir hosts, namely sheep and wildebeest, but fatal lymphoproliferative disease in MCF, malignant catarrhal fever, hosts including cattle and other ungulates. Blindness may occur as a result of progressive bilateral corneal opacity, starting at the periphery. Diagnosis. The diagnosis of MCF depends on a combination of clinical signs, histopathology and detection of virus-specific antibodies in the blood or DNA in blood or tissue samples. Treatment. There is no effective treatment. Prognosis. It is recommended to destroy an animal that has been confirmed to have malignant catarrhal fever. Infectious bovine rhinotracheitis. Etiology. Infectious bovine rhinotracheitis, or IBR, is caused by bovine herpes virus 1. IBR causes respiratory disease, milk drop and reproductive disease. Conjunctivitis and uveitis are caused by the mild form of the disease strain. Initially, the ocular discharge is clear and then becomes mucopolent. As the disease progresses, the discharge becomes copious and edema and hyperemia are observed in the conjunctiva. Pustules and necrotic plaques occur in the conjunctiva and some animals develop corneal opacities affecting vision. The affected animals may or may not have concurrent respiratory signs. Diagnosis. There are a couple of options to obtain a definitive diagnosis. Nasal swab or nasopharyngeal swab is most useful in the early stage of the disease process and subsequent virus detection. Blood sampling is best done with paired samples two to three weeks apart using a virus neutralization test or VNT or an enzyme-linked immunoobsolent assay or ELISA. Treatment is generally not indicated for uncomplicated cases. However, it may be indicated with respiratory involvement, antimicrobial and non-steroidal therapies. Vaccination may be used in an outbreak situation to potentially reduce the severity of clinical signs. Death is rare in IBR cases. Overall, the prognosis is good for most uncomplicated cases and affected animals will recover within a few days. Some dairy cattle may not return to full milk production for 14 days after clinical signs. Thromboembolic meningocephalitis, or TEME. Etiology. TEME is an acute septic disease caused by the bacterium Histophilus somni, 
which is more commonly associated with respiratory disease, typically seen in feedlot cattle. Affected animals may be found dead or present as profoundly depressed, weak, pyrexic, typically between 40.5 and 41.5 degrees Celsius, and with a range of neurological signs. If the affected animal is standing, they commonly display an unsteady gait. Knuckling, ataxia may progress to recumbency with nystagmus, blindness, muscle tremors, convulsions, and epistotonus. Ophthalmic examination may reveal foci of retinal hemorrhage and accumulation of exudate or hypopion. Diagnosis. Diagnosis of the condition is presumably presumptive based on history and clinical signs. Confirmation of the diagnosis can be based on cerebral spinal fluid. The changes are consistent with bacterial infections with hemorrhage, increased white blood cells and protein treatment, supportive therapy and early administration of antimicrobial therapies. Prognosis. There is high morbidity and mortality with TEME. Prognosis is fair for those animals that are treated before recumbency with recovery occurring within 6 to 12 hours of treatment. Unfortunately, prognosis is poor once the animal is recumbent. Rabies. Etiology. Rabies is an invariably fatal disease of the central nervous system that is caused by rhabdovirus. Rabies is a notifiable disease in the UK and most other countries. Infection is usually associated with the bite of an infected carnivore, although it can be through a skin abrasion. The disease has a long incubation period of between 8 and 14 weeks. The virus travels slowly via peripheral nerves to the brain. The location of the bite wound affects the length of the incubation period with an animal receiving a bite to a hind limb taking longer to display clinical symptoms than an animal bitten on the neck. As in the former example, the virus has a longer nerve pathway to follow to reach the brain. Signs in cattle are usually of the dumb or paralytic form rather than the furious or excitatory form. Initially, signs related to partial paralysis of the pharynx, such as profuse swallowing and excessive salivation, then progress to gait abnormalities, blindness, recumbency, coma and then death. Diagnosis. A diagnosis can be based on the history of possible exposure to other rabid animals and on clinical signs observed. A confirmatory diagnosis can be made using at post-mortem by immunostaining of fixed or fresh brain tissue to demonstrate the presence of the virus. Treatment. There's no effective treatment once clinical signs develop. Prognosis. Once clinical signs are seen, death is inevitable. Listeriosis. Etiology. Infection with Listeria monocytogenes is most commonly results in meningocephalitis and it can also cause abortions, iritis with uveitis leading to blindness and can uncommonly cause mastitis or septicemia. Infection is usually associated with feeding poor quality silage such as would be typical in a high pH of 9.6, low dry matter and soil contamination. 
It's believed that the bacteria invade the mucous membranes in the oral cavity, nasal cavity and conjunctiva of the head and then spread up the trigeminal nerve to the brainstem and cerebrum, causing focal areas of necrosis with microabscess leading to meningitis and encephalitis. The most common cranial nerves affected are trigeminal, facial, vestibular cochlea and the glossopharyngeal nerves. Affected animals present with depression, pyrexia, although that's not a consistent clinical sign, inappetence and a range of cranial nerve deficits, including circling, facial paralysis, drooping of the eyelid, ear and lip, drooling and dysphagia. Some animals present with man mania and bellowing. Diagnosis. This is presumptive based on unilateral deficits in the cranial nerves in a depressed and inappetent animal. Diagnosis can be confirmed on a cerebral spinal fluid collection. The fluid will have a protein concentration of greater than 200 milligrams per litre and increased white count. And on post-mortem examination by histological evidence of microabscess with perivascular cuffing comprising lymphocytes, histocytes and plasma cells in the brain. Treatment. Supportive therapies and an extended course of an antimicrobial agent such as procaine penicillin. Prognosis. The prognosis is fair when administration of treatment occurs early in the clinical disease. The prognosis is poor when clinical signs of nystagmus, excitation and absent menace response are seen. Water deprivation or water toxicity or salt toxicity. Etiology. The condition is caused by water restriction or deprivation followed by unrestricted access to water. Due to unavoidable losses of water from the body in periods of deprivation, water loss from the lungs and kidney, this results in increased extracellular sodium and fluid out of the central nervous system. Once an animal then regains unrestricted access to water, the following effects occur within the body. Water then moves rapidly into the central nervous system, resulting in cerebral edema and increased intracranial pressure. Water moves into the dehydrated erythrocytes, which can result in increased fragility of erythrocytes and rupture. This they then may result in intravascular hemolysis and haemoglobinuria. Clinical signs of water deprivation usually occur within 3 to 10 hours of unrestricted access to water and present similarly to those of PEM with the addition of polyurea, intravascular hemolysis and haemoglobinuria. Diagnosis of this condition may be based on history and clinical presentation. It may be confirmed by demonstration of an elevated plasma sodium concentration of greater than 170 millimoles per litre. Treatment. This is aimed at restriction of water intake to maintenance, so cerebral rehydration can occur without edema. This is 7% for adults and 10% for calves. It's recommended to divide the water feeds into six feeds. 
free access to water can occur after about three to four days. More severely affected cattle with cerebral edema will require mannitol at a dose of one to three milligrams per kilo in a 20% solution intravenously. Prognosis will be dependent on the stage of which the condition is recognized and when treatment is administered. Treatment is most successful prior to the development of severe cerebral edema. Polioencephalomalacia. Etiology. Polioencephalomalacia, PEM, is a neurological condition caused by a deficiency in thiamine. Daily production of thiamine is normally close to daily requirements and the water-soluble nature of thiamine is impossible for long-term storage. The disease is associated with feeding amprolium to prevent coccidiosis, well above the recommended dosage. Clinical signs of PEM vary from sudden death to depression and head pressing, chomping and frothing at the mouth. Affected animals often remain standing and stare or wander aimlessly. Other clinical features include normal rumen function. The menace is absent, however, PLR are present, indicating central blindness, with or without strabismus. As the disease progresses, pisthotonus, muscle extensor rigidity, convulsions, proceed recumbency and death. Diagnosis? In the live animal, response to treatment is the best anti-mortem diagnostic test. A blood test can confirm the diagnosis, with blood thiamine levels of less than 50 nanomoles per litre. On post-mortem examination, the lesions are often detectable grossly. Compressed jarry, severe edema, protrusion of the cerebellum through the foramen magnum, malacia of grey matter of cerebral cortex, multifocal bilateral symmetrical pale areas of yellow discoloration that fluorescence under UV light. Treatment. Prompt treatment with thiamine hydrochloride of between 10 and 15 milligrams per kilo intramuscularly or intravenously. The recommended ongoing treatment regime is intravenous dosages repeated twice in the next 12 hours, then twice daily for a further three days intramuscularly. Other supportive treatments, including dexamethasone at 1 to 2 milligrams per kilo and mannitol, 2 milligrams per kilo in a 20% solution to reduce cerebral edema. Prognosis. Mortality rate is approximately 25%. However, if the affected animal is recumbent, the mortality rate is close to 100%. Vision may recover after approximately 48 hours. However, it's not uncommon for residual blindness.